Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for both your ears now that we're in season two. What will we do in season three? You don't want to know. On this week's episode, we talk a lot, but first, a sponsor. This week's show is sponsored by Frugal Kitchens and Cabinets. Frugal Kitchens and Cabinets. Not really a sponsor, but a real company. I saw the commercial on TV and couldn't believe they named their company Frugal. Frugal. They didn't sponsor us. Which I guess means this episode is, once again, brought to you by the Diane Kruger Effect. Thanks to everyone out there who's backed the Kickstarter so far. We're about halfway through, and we've already met the stretch goal of the second free t-shirt to anyone who already bought one t-shirt. So, it's not really free, but you get a free shirt for the price of one. Wait, that didn't sound right. I'm Jason. And my name is KJ, and in this week's Weekend Review, we talk about a lot of things. Awesome TV shows, a really great concert that I went to, and Emmy the Terrier takes a trip to the city, and karma punches me in the mouth. After that, we'll take a quiz. And we'll wrap it all up with feedback. All that plus several conversational tangents. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what's up this week? Good is up this week. Mrs. Maisel season two is out on Amazon. Came out Wednesday. Finally, I knew you, you know, you've been waiting for that. Yeah, on the edge of my seat. And, oh, and today, season six of, uh, wait for it, The Ranch is out. Good is indeed up. Well, what are you doing wasting time here? (laughs) I know, it's too early in the morning for ranch. There's no time on the clock (laughs) that is appropriate for The Ranch. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I People figured... can like it and watch it. It's still bad. Absolutely, it is still bad. Yes. And I know Maisel is considered good. Maisel is not outstanding. For me. Yeah, it's not for me. And I understand that. I've seen the first episode of season two, and there are some things in it that are ridiculous, but it's still good. Ranch is ridiculous and bad, but I still like it. Maisel is ridiculous and good, and I still like it. So there yeah, you go. It's just neither are for me. So I, I understand that and I can appreciate that, that other people are different from me. And most people would say most people are different from me. And <laughs> I actually enjoy that. So I'm good. Most people are different from, well, everyone is unique, Jason. We're all, you know, like snowflakes. Everyone is special and unique. Yes. Which therefore makes nobody actually special. Special or unique. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, there's plenty of shows out there to watch, so I am good with good shows that I, are not my kind of thing. It's yeah, fine. and the Reverend Mark Schaefer last week mentioned one, and I think, have you talked about The Expanse, too? In, yes. And what network is that on? Um, I watch it on Amazon. On it's Amazon. The, it's on Prime now, the first two seasons, which I'm still in the second season. It's, well, I might have to check it lot. out, but I just <laughs> don't know if I'll like it. Um, is it sci-fi or what is it? Oh, yes, it's sci-fi. It's like sci-fi, like political drama, okay. factions warring. Um, it's not like like horror, but it is 
I mean, people get shot in the face and stuff. Uh-huh. And it's is it like a the couple Walking of scenes Dead? of like gross stuff? Oh no. no, 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 stuff? no, 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 I don't like no. that. Um, there's a couple of scenes that are uh where <laughs> there's one in season two where a guy gets shot in the face and it is. It is, it's not really gory or like gross. It's more like just brutal in how unexpected it is. Oh, okay. Um, well, I can certainly handle that kind of violence. I mean, I watched, I've watched Breaking Bad. I've watched. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not Breaking Bad level to me. Not at all. Oh, okay. Um, and there's a scene in the very, I think it's in the very first episode. It's been a while because I watch it, since I watch it on Amazon, like the first season came out, like I watched it and then like, it was like a year or two years later that the second season came in there for free. Oh. Um, so I'm in, that's why I'm still in the second season because I knew it was coming. So I was like, I'm not going to pay for this. There's tons of other stuff to watch. I got a hundred other things to, that I need to be actually doing than instead of watching TV, uh-huh. which yeah. I, I, <laughs> I am under the impression that nothing should be done from Thanksgiving through the end of the year. People should relax and take it easy. And, and what- like, just get by and just kind of cruise to the end of the year. And I have went from having a good amount of stuff to do to keep me busy, like actual work stuff, to uh-huh. insane on all levels now. Oh, with more work to do. Not You're not just, taking it easy. Oh, no. And I'm still sick. I've went from like cold one to cold two to cold three. Now I'm on cold like virus number four today. Well, are so, you getting enough sleep? From yeah. all these things, you're so it's not that you're working yourself too hard that you're still sick. Uh, no, it's like different. It's different symptoms every time, slightly. That's quite unfortunate. Yes, it is not fun. But what were we talking about? TV shows. Yeah, and taking it easy. And speaking of uh, taking it easy, I have been taking it easy. I went on a trip last week. Well, of course you did. Of course I did. I went to Minneapolis, so it was a small trip. It was supposed to just be, we went up there to see a concert. It was supposed to just be, go up there, see the concert, come home. Same day. Because it's only an hour away. Minneapolis. Did I say that? Did I say (laughs) Minneapolis? I would not call that a trip. Well, it turned into a trip because of a snowstorm. You can't go anywhere in Atlanta for... (laughs) <laughs> and it take less than an hour. It I mean, turned come into on. a two-day trip because we Minneapolis got a snowstorm. And they were advising that travel was probably not smart, so we ended up going up there the day of the concert, but instead of the concert at 8 o'clock, we arrived at 1. We had to get a hotel, had to bring Emmy, and so we had to find a hotel that allowed dogs, and then we didn't leave until you know, the next day around noon. So it turned into a little impromptu mini adventure in the snow. Mm. But I will, I have to tell you that the one thing that happened as we were going, as we were on our way, we stopped at my favorite chain coffee shop, Caribou Coffee. I know I've talked about Caribou with you before. Yep. We went through the drive-thru and this person in front of us is taking forever when she's ordering. And there's only one person in the car, but she's taking a long time. She's really animated while she's ordering. And I, at that point, I'm thinking, well, the person on the other side of the microphone just can't understand her. And they're going back and forth. No, I mm-hmm. want a latte, not a mocha, you know, something like that. 
is it which one is the medium size, the Vinte or the Grande? <laughs> yeah. or but the thankfully, tall? which thanks, one is which is which? Thankfully, Caribou does it small, medium, large, like no, oh. normal places do. <laughs> You mean like smart people would do it? Yes. So they're just taking forever. I'm like, both of us, the Hall of Famer and myself, were were saying, what is taking so long? And I'm going, today, Junior. And finally, she gets up there and she makes her order. We we pull forward. We make our order. And then she gets up to the window and the same thing is happening. It's taking forever. I'm like, there's just one person in there. Maybe she's ordering for a bunch of people. That's what's taking forever. And finally, then I see the the worker woman lady through the window, and she's taking bagels out of the toaster. And I'm thinking, oh, she's ordering bagels, toasted bagels and sandwiches. And Mm. then I said to the Hall of Famer, you know, they should have a sign here that says, if you're going to order food, come inside and order food so that the drive-thrus would keep going. And I'm just so um, impatient. I want to get on the road. I want to beat this snow. Wait a minute. Wait. Come inside if you want to order food. You're against people ordering food <laughs> at the, a coffee like, shop. I was at that through the drive-through. At a coffee shop, I was because I never buy food at Caribou Coffee, and I don't even remember that they have food. So I that was, doesn't mean. Wait a minute. <laughs> that doesn't like exclude everyone else from ordering food through the drive-through. Exactly. I'm. 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 Um. I'm, wow. Elitist. I am. No. I am. Um. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm acknowledging. That I was impatient. I got a few words for this. <laughs> I was acknowledging that I was impatient, wanted to get on the road, and just wanted this lady to get going. Yes. And it was, of course, she can order food. But at that time, it wasn't, um, I wasn't acting, uh, I wasn't being logical. You were not concerned about her. No, I wasn't. I wanted my Or her drink. hunger at that point in time. Yes, I understand. And it, and it yes. gets better. It gets better. So we get to the, finally get to the window. Well, it always gets better. And the worker woman hands me our drinks. And she's, and, and, you know, I didn't say anything like she said, sorry for the wait. And I, you know, we said, that's fine. Whatever, what, you know, what you normally You didn't mean that? We said, well, at that point I did because I did because the wait was over and it wasn't the care. I didn't think it was the caribou lady's fault. I was like, just order already lady. Well, you could have said. Well, it's not your fault. I know it was that idiot that in front of us in the car oh, that was my ordering goodness. food through the drive-through. Thank goodness I didn't say that because then she said, "Well, the person in front of you wanted to pay it forward, so she bought your drinks." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and so instant karma. Uh huh. Instant karma. And so uh, we said, "Oh, thank you very much. That's very nice." And then we left money for the people behind us, so you know that's the idea of pay it forward. But as we drive, you felt away, guilty. No, no, because uh, we felt that it was a nice thing to do, and we got our drinks free, so why not pay it forward? What if the person behind you ordered like $75 worth of scones and bagels? Oh, well, we didn't say we'd pay for the whole order. We gave the money towards the order. Oh, you gave your money towards yes, the person's yeah. order behind you. Okay, but, yeah, that's okay. So then we, we drive away, and I look at the Hall of Famer, and we both just start busting <laughs> out laughing, and we're like, uh, never mind. It was fine that you took forever. So that was a nice yeah. little lesson in patience for me. <laughs> yes. And Always patience put and yourselves, understanding. <laughs> put yourself in the shoes of others before you criticize or <laughs> yes. condemn, condemn them. Or in this case, you know, mentally set their house on fire. <laughs> um, you should go inside and order that food. <laughs> so even with you sticking to that, even though you got free drinks. No, no, I'm saying that that's what I was saying beforehand, which makes no sense. I know it. But sometimes when you, everybody is irrational at times. 
And everybody judges like that at times, and I'm guilty of that. But the, the best part about it was the karma, which, is, which led me to l tell you this story and open myself up to being such a judgmental, crappy person in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> because the, so, act, the, the story was too good. The karma against me was too good to not tell yes. the story. <laughs> yes, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, so um, we got free drinks going up to in the snowstorm. I thought you were going to say that the person had some was like deaf or something, and that would have been oh, that would have been just as good. So uh, yeah. yeah, no, it wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we got up to. She the was just nice. She was nice, and I think she probably felt bad that she was taking forever, and she probably did think I should have gone in. Gone in. Maybe, maybe she hurt her <laughs> leg. Maybe she hurt her leg and didn't want to get out and felt bad about that it. That is so. That is the most ridiculous projection that I've ever. <laughs> I've heard in a while. I mean, well, I'm she glad paid you for yours just because she felt bad because she took a while because she she knew that you would be, you know, condemning her for ordering food in the line. And so <laughs> in order to make everything okay, she like, that was her penance to pay to pay I'll, for your drinks. I'm glad that you didn't say that's the worst projection you ever heard because there's got to be worse than that. But you know mm. what? I don't think, I don't think that's entirely unrealistic that someone might feel bad about that and pay for the person behind them. I don't mm. think that's entirely unrealistic, especially in Minnesota. I nice. Gotta state. say that it's possible in this state. I, I don't think so. I think people do that kind of stuff. They, people, we feel guilty. We, we Minnesotans feel guilty about a lot of stuff. Stupid. Is there a lot of Catholic people in Minnesota? No, it's that whole don't let, let's not get started on Minnesota nights and the actual meaning behind Minnesota nights. <laughs> yeah. It's bless um, your heart. It's the bless your heart. <laughs> exactly. Of the South. Yeah. Um, Here's my thing about this before we move on to something else. Time is money. Oh yes. I know and how you feel about it. My that. time is worth more than a, even a $4 coffee. So I would have said, now you keep your money, give the money to the, back to that woman next time and tell her to not take so long next time she's in line ordering. Oh, funny. Well, you know what? I would rather have, I would rather have the time back than her pay $4 for my coffee. Not me. I was okay with waiting. I thought it was a nice gesture on her part, even though we still paid for the yes. coffee because oh, we paid it, for the person behind us. Yeah, it's not like you got anything for free. But right. here's the thing. Look, you, yes, it was a nice gesture. Here's my thing. Don't try to do anything nice for me that I didn't ask you to do. <laughs> because usually it ends up you you think you're doing something nice and you think, oh, he's really going to like this or this person's really going to like this. And I'm going to, you know, get some credit or get, you know, some points or some karma points or whatever, whatever you want to call it. You know, get a good feeling about I did something nice for this person and or they're going to really thank me and be really thankful and be, you know, really Oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Thank you for thinking of me. No, don't. If you're doing stuff for that, cut it out. Well, Stop doing it. I was going to say, if you're doing stuff for the credit, it's the wrong yes. reason to be doing it. A hundred percent. So I can see you. Yes, you should do things for nice things for people. And you should things, do things for nice for all people that are nice for all people. But consider that not everybody thinks the same way. And at times, what you think you may be doing is like a nice gesture, and you could be going, I'm going out of my way to help them. I don't have to do this, and I'm doing this. That's great. Just make sure you're not inconveniencing them to the point of where the gesture that you're doing that's nice is not worth it, is what I'm saying. Because this is very borderline for me, <laughs> this so $4 you, of coffee for having to wait extra time in line. So you might have actually said to the lady, the worker lady, that's fine. She 
just keep the money for next time and tell her not to take as long. Tell her to go inside and order her food is basically what you're thinking. No, I would have told her maybe she I would say next time you see her, tell her thanks, but no thanks. Consider that inconveniencing someone to take extra time to explain this is not worth four dollars. <laughs> OK, it's not. I mean, some people, yes, it will be. To me, it is to not. To you, it's not. And that's, what, that's all I'm saying is people are different. Like, everyone is unique and special like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know I'm different from most people. Just consider the nice thing you're going to do for somebody. This could be somebody that you know even because what, what I'm saying is get to know them. Learn to know what they like and what is going to make an impact with them. It's the five love languages thing that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you you could be gifts and at number one, and that other person is receiving gifts at number five, which is me, and you could be like, oh, I'm going to give them a gift, and it's going to make their day, and it's going to be awesome, and they're going to love it, and you could drag out the time and make them wait, which is basically what this woman did. She gave you a gift. Yes. It's dragging out the time. It's making things inconvenient. It's, um, it's mine is act of service. So. If you take away an act, if you could be doing an act of service to me by giving me time back and instead you give me a gift, I'm going to think you have actually stolen from me, taken from me instead of given. Yeah. And it's just the way people look at things differently. Yes, I so understand that, that. But you don't, you can't, you don't know the five lo- right, love know. languages of all your buddies and all your friends. You might know yeah, it with your a lot of your other and you might a, know a lot it with of your close, close friends. friends you, you, you can like figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, but what I'm saying is always just keep that in mind. I'm not saying don't do nice things for strangers even. I'm saying just keep in mind don't 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 knock down four things in order to do one thing. Yeah, well I, she's just lucky I did not get out of my car and punch her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. I took it. I understood what you're saying. Uh, but it but so I just wanted to mention too that um I'm not going to go into the concert that I went to, besides the fact that Brandy Carlisle rocks and she should be more successful than she is, and I don't mean money wise, I just mean people should know about her more than they do. She's I awesome. Think people know about her. She started to she get was more pretty, notoriety. Doing pretty well, yeah. yeah. Like Actually, nationally she known. She was just put on her latest album was just NPR just listed it as the top album of 2018. So good for her. Yeah, I mean, but, she's no Takeshi 6ix9ine, but I mean, exactly. who is? So it was the third night of three nights in concerts for her in Minneapolis in a small theater. So first of all, that's awesome. Nice. That's way better yeah. than a big venue. And Correct. so there's basically, it's a traditional theater, a balcony, a, a loge or loge, whatever, however you pronounce that, loge section. And then there's the floor. So it's very small. And the balcony. That's how I pronounce it. The balcony, it. yep. Mm-hmm. I was in the balcony, but there was also a loge section, which was clearly not the balcony. Anyway. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Yeah, loge. L-O-G-E. Or mezzanine. Mezzanine is not on the The mezzanine list. level, yes. The mezzanine. But that's not part of this theater. Anyway, she did... It was the final night of three nights. Minnesota was trying to be different. She, she did a Prince cover, um, Nothing Compares to You, which was awesome. But oh, you mean a Sinead O'Connor cover? Prince. It was not Sinead O'Connor. It was, it was a different vibe than Sinead O'Connor. But at the end, for her encores, she did four encores. But at the, for the last two, we sang Christmas carols together. She as, did what? Well, you know how encores go. Nowadays, 
People should do one encore. The encores drive me nuts because why yes. can't we just end when we end? And then yes. why do we have to go through this charade of leaving the stage? Everybody knows she's coming back. But she that's left the stage do. and came back three times? She left the stage and then she did a really cool thing. And the second time she came back, they went into a balcony box, just the three of them, and sang up there, which was pretty cool. And then they came down to the this stage. This is too precious for me and already. Stayed. It was precious. And I'll tell you what was precious. The very two final songs. They cut off the mics, they cut off all the lights, and they sang Christmas carols, and we sang with them, and the only light in the place was our cell phones, because she told us to pull out our cell phones, and then we ended with Amazing Grace, and it was very moving, and I was crying. Of course I was. She's lucky I wasn't there. Yeah, because you would have done something different. Well, I'd have punched her in the face, to to call back to what you said before. Yeah. So anyway- That's that's cool. The the coming out into the, the balcony box is a little too cute. I liked it because for the people that are in the balcony, it was like we're getting closer to you, the ones who, you know, can't afford the main floor seats. I thought it was nice. Yeah. I like the acapellas thing, singing stuff. Yeah, it was Um, acapella and no mic. So it was really neat. It was like a big choir. It was. So did she, I mean, but here, to get back to the main point of this, she left the stage and came back, left the stage and came back, left the stage and came back, left the stage and came back. Yes or no? Um, she left the stage, came back on the balcony, came back mm-hmm. on the stage, and then like they you sang, thought each time, oh, she's leaving. That's n- it. No, I think I think they stayed all up there for their final three, final okay. two songs. Yeah, you want to sing four songs in an encore? Sure, knock yourself out, but don't don't leave and come back multiple times. Yeah, they only did that once to go to the balcony box, and then they came back. Yeah, and we got four encores where the previous two nights only got three, so. Well, aren't you special and unique? Aren't we special and unique? It was because she, you know, it was the last night and she's not going on tour again till the first of the year. So I think she wanted to go out with a bang. Or well, something. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's enough. That's enough out of me about Brandy Carlisle. But people listening, you people, Brandy Carlisle, listen to her stuff. She's if awesome. If that's your sort of thing, yeah. Uh, if that's your yeah. sort of thing, yes. Yeah, I can appreciate her. Yeah, she's good. She's yeah, she's very good. But we made it to the concert and we stayed at a nice hotel, which was very painful for us to surrender when we live an hour away. But it was we took looked at it as a vacation. And Emmy is now a city slicker dog. Because we're walking okay. down, we're walking downtown through the through the you know the big skyscraper buildings, and she sees herself in the windows of the buildings and she's barking at herself all the way down the block uh oh my and, gosh yeah it was not terriers good. it was not <laughs> terriers good. and I'm like well you've seen yourself in a mirror at home what are you doing <sighs> yeah. terriers they, they they don't make any sense she's a country that. dog is what she is and it's nice to get her back home oh my goodness back to the 40 acres <laughs> six acres <laughs> This is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing That should have been what this segment is Okay, I'll tell you, it's a quiz What do we know? Well, yeah, it is a quiz. In fact, we have, I think we have several quizzes in the queue. I know we have several quizzes in the queue, and the next one 
up is from quizzes in the queue. This is in the quiz queue. The queue quizzes in the queue with questions. Quizzes in the queues with yeah triple Q from the quizmaster. No, from Patrick Smith. Oh, who's a can also be a quizmaster. This is Patrick He's an Smith AKNA. number two. His quiz number two. Well, I'm not going to call him number two. As no, a, don't. AKA quiz if that's what number you're two. No, that's I, I not. I do not think that would be a good thing to say. No, that's I, not how what dare I was you, insinuating madam. at all. Um, if you remember this quiz number one he sent, um, it's a type of name that tune quiz. Although, okay. although, but he's speaking the words, so it's not really yes. a tune. It's him speaking. Are you explaining it to me or the people listening? I'm explaining it to both. Myself and to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to hear yes, him speak I, I lyrics, and uh-huh. and we have to guess the song. Sure. And there are ten songs, and he's given us a hint for each one. Okay. Oh, and before we start, uh, we want to say hello to Patrick's da- Patrick's daughters, Shannon and Lauren Smith, who I understand listen to this podcast with their dad on their way to hockey practice. So uh, I'm I'm guessing they're on their way to hockey practice right now. Shannon and Lauren, is that what you said? Shannon and Lauren, yep, or Lauren. I apologize to you, Shannon and Lauren, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you know, if you need any pointers, I do know a Hall of Famer, Shannon and Lauren, so. No, yeah, that's true. Okay, so you ready for number one? Are we going to do a hockey tip segment at some point? Um, no. Okay. All right, ready? <laughs> just, just, just wondering. <laughs> do we, wait, do you want me to read the hint first or after? I've, it's been a while since we've done these. Um, let's listen to the song and then read the hint, I think. Okay. Here we go. I, I don't remember how we did it, but let's roll. Number one? Number one. Song number one. Out here in the fields, I fight for my meals. I get my back into my living. I don't need to fight to prove I'm right. Yeah, I don't need to be forgiven. Don't cry. Don't raise your eye. It's only teenage wasteland. Oh, so I only take uh-huh. my hand, travel south cross land, put out the fire, and don't look past my shoulder. The exodus is here. The happy ones are near. Let's get together before we get much older. Okay, so did he mentioned are you he he mentioned wasteland in there, didn't he? Is, yeah. is that a lyric? Teenage wasteland is one of the lyrics in this song. Yeah, yes, but it's not. That's I knew not it from the, the very first three words. No, that's not the name of the song. Okay, I knew it. my band covers this song. I know this song. Oh, okay. So, do you want the hint? You don't need it. Uh, I definitely do not need the hint, but sure, read the hint for anybody listening. This song. I think most people will get this one. This song was released on October twenty third, nineteen seventy one. The song's title is a combination of the names of two of Townsend's, Townsend's philosophical and musical influences. Jeez, <laughs> I can't speak today. I can't find kind of my diff- words. It, which is I kind of difficult read. when you're recording a podcast, <laughs> yes. is being able to speak. That's kind of important. <laughs> uh, okay, so that doesn't help me. I'm assuming he means Pete Townsend. That doesn't help yes. me. I don't know who his philosophical and musical influences are. I definitely know uh, this song, but I thought it was called Teenage Wasteland. No, that's what most people think it's called. It's the name of it is the combination. Uh, it's where the the philosophical and musical influences. It's the name. Okay, so do you know that maybe if you tell me the philosophical and musical influences, I'll get the name of the title song. You should. It's their last names. It's the... Baba and Riley is the name of the two influences. I don't know what their first names are. Okay, isn't this isn't it Baba O'Reilly? That is correct. Nailed it. That's the name also of the song, known as, Baba O'Reilly. Yeah. Okay. I, I have who. seen that before in print. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you're right. Most people call it Teenage Wasteland because they don't actually say Baba O'Reilly in the song. Right. Okay. But that's the name. That's the. That's where the name comes from. Okay. Good. We got number one. We're st- hey, you were supposed to guess. You you always like to give a you know. Uh, 
prediction of how many we're going to get. Um, we're going to get at least one of these. Okay, perfect. Number two. Number two. Song number two. First, when there's nothing but a slow glowing dream that your fear seems to hide deep inside your mind. All alone I have cried silent tears full of pride in a world made of steel, made of stone. Will I hear the music, close my eyes, feel the rhythm, wrap around, take a hold of my heart. All right, I know what this is, but I can't think of it. I don't know. None of those make, none of those. I was distracted. I got distracted because he said song number two and I was going, is this Blur? (laughs) (laughs) Is that, is Is that Is this Damon Albarn? Okay, so that's something I don't get. It must be a different singer that has a song number two. It's Blur. Okay. Song number two is the name of the song. It's that. That's the woo. Oh. No, no, no. I don't know the words. Woo. Yeah. That's it. That's number. That's song two. Um. um I need to listen to hint. this again because. Oh yeah. Read the hint, then I'm going to listen again. Maybe because this is. I know this, and I. I know these words. I cannot think of what it is. Okay. This song won an Academy Award for Best Original Song. When I was in fifth grade, this was a song that we sang in music class. I was told by a classmate that the actual lyrics sung in the movie were, take your pants down and make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) Then he says, I didn't see the film until many years later because it was rated R. So I didn't learn that Steve Siffringer had lied to me until I was in high school. Damn you, Steve Siffringer. So basically what this is, is... Uh, Patrick's chance to get out petty grievances from high school. Yeah, against Steve. That's Tiffin what this Tiffin. question is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, uh, I want to listen again because this is this does not help me. <laughs> but, well, now I'm just going to hear "Take Your Pants Down and Make It Happen." Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where that lyric goes in. So let's listen again. Okay. Song number two. First, when there's nothing but a slow glowing dream that your fear seems to hide deep inside your mind. All alone, I have cried silent tears full of pride in a world made of steel, made of stone. Will I hear the music, close my eyes. Oh, I know what this is. Wrap around, take a hold of my heart. Okay, I still don't know what it is. In a world made of steel, made of stone. Na, na, na. Feel the music, feel the rhythm. Close my eyes, I don't know the next words. This is Irene Cara. Na na na. You should know it by now. I don't. I don't know. Na it. na na. What a feeling. Oh. From. Uh, flash what dance. What movie? Flash dance. I didn't know this one in Academy Award for Best Original Song. I didn't either. Irene Cara. That's a good song. Yeah. Irene Cara was on it for like two songs, but she was on it for two songs. And one of them was this one. Yes. So this is What a Feeling. Is that the name of this song? I'm pretty sure. And the other one is Fame. Oh, and then Take Your Pants Down and Make It Happen. What, uh, what's the actual lyric? Because he didn't say it in the... It's your passion. Yes. So Make It Happen, I think, is the lyrics. It's something similar to that. It's got Take Your, take your Passion and Make It Happen, I think is what it is. It's something like that. Okay. Take Your Pants Down and Make It <laughs> that, that fits the song. That fits the movie. <laughs> yes. I mean, have you seen this movie? I have, but it's been a long time. What's her name? Jennifer. What's her face? Jennifer Beale. Is she related to Jessica Beale? I don't think so. I think they're spelled okay. differently. Okay. Good. But I know Jennifer Beale from an entirely different um, uh, TV show. What TV show? Um, L Word. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a later career. Yes, definitely. Yeah, but that's what I think of when I think of Jennifer Beale. Oh, I'm flash dance all the way. Okay. Yeah, well. She was a, a steel people, worker. A I think it was like in Philadelphia dance. or Pittsburgh, and she was steel worker. Yep, yep. And 
stripper at night. Still worker by day, stripper Stripper at night. night. You know, that old story (laughs) happens all the time, all around the world. (laughs) Yes. Okay, good. We got two for two. Number three. I think. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Song number three. They say this town, the stars stay up all night. Don't know, can't see them for the glow of the neon lights. And it's a long way from here to the place where the home fires burn. Well, it's 2,000 miles of one left turn. Dear mom and dad, please send money. I'm so broke that it ain't funny. I don't need much, just enough to get me through. Please don't worry because I'm all right. I'm playing here at the bar tonight. This time I'm going to make our dreams come true. Well, I love you more than anything in the world. Oh, boy. No idea. Yeah, this is not ringing any bells. Uh, hint? Hint. This song was released in July 2004 and hit number okay. two on Billboard's Hot Country Songs. All right, I'm out. It's <laughs> There's no way I'm getting this. It's, well, it's 2004 country. Yeah, There's it's, no way. It spent 46 weeks on the country chart, setting a new record for longest chart run. This song was also a crossover hit that charted on Billboard's Hot 100 chart and Billboard's Pop 100. Pop 100? Okay, 2004... Is this Taylor Swift range uh, zone? I don't know. I, wasn't I don't think she was. I think she was like 12 in 2004. 2004 is not a good year for me music wise, especially country <laughs> music. But I'm going to guess that this might have been a really good year for Kenny Chesney. Kenny I was Chesney. drinking. I was, <laughs> that sounded like you're like, you're holding this, the sifter of wine and you're like, 2004. It wasn't a very good year for me, music-wise. <laughs> you say, <laughs> are you trying to write a memoir <laughs> based oh, on like a, a 70-year-old man, <laughs> yeah. British man, royalty? What are you doing? <laughs> Did I sound British? That would be exciting for me. Uh, sort of. Um, the, I, not, not the accent, but the... the okay. The, 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 what is it? The um, Inflection? The, no, the... the uh, um, uh, intent? Yeah, there you go. That's close okay. enough. This is it, Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney. I don't know, but Kenny Chesney was. Are you that, just throwing out names of country music people that you know? Yeah, in two thousand and four, I'm trying to think about two thousand and four. Because if it's All Garth right, Brooks, I would have known. Okay. I hope. Listen. Song again. number three. They say this town, the stars stay up all night. Don't know, can't see them for the glow of the neon lights. And it's a long way from here to the place where the home fires burn. Well, it's 2,000 miles of one left turn. Dear mom and dad, please send money. I'm so broke that it ain't funny. I don't need much, just enough to get me through. Please don't worry because I'm all right. I'm playing here at the bar tonight. This time I'm going to make our dreams come true. Well, I love you more than anything in the world. No idea. Literally no idea. Yeah, me either. Um, I'll stick with Kenny Chesney, but I've got no song title on that one. I'm going uh, Carrie Underwood. Okay, so that's a was little that 2004 too... Was 2004? I don't know. When did she win American Idol? I have no idea. Okay, all right. Taylor Swift, Carrie Underwood. I'm trying to throw out all the crossover people I know. Oh, um, that's a good point. You did say Faith that. Hill. Could be Faith Hill. Could be... Felt, probably not Kenny Chesney. He didn't cross over much. Except for when he married um, Renee Zellweger. John Richardson. Um, who are the other crossover people? Um, David Brooks. Keith. Um... But this is not Garth Brooks. Uh, no. Well, I don't Clyde know. Clyde Songman. In 2004, I had stopped listening to that kind of music, so maybe it was Garth Brooks. Possible. Possible. Okay, so we know we don't, we don't think we know that one. <laughs> we obviously don't know that one. We didn't even guess the name of a song. Okay. Well, let's... I'm going to say it's uh, Jesus Take the Wheel by Carrie Underwood. Was that a crossover song? That was much later than 04. That's my guess. 
Okay. Um, 2004. You're not ready to move on from this, are you? No, it's 14 years ago is a long time. 2004, hit number two. Um, 46 weeks on the country's chart. So it should be a song I know. I should know. I don't listen to any country, Not certainly not any new country that would have came out in the last 20 years. Yeah. Maybe... No, George Strait. No, I don't think so. Is there an anti-wheelhouse? Because this is square <laughs> in the middle of it. But yet you want to continue this, to try and get the song. The bottom of the boat? Because I think contextually we can come up with stuff. Okay. So it, it's a crossover. We know that. Yeah. Garth Brooks was done by 2004, right? I think so, unless it's a newer song that I'm not aware of. Um, it might be Taylor Swift, but I think... I think she was like 11 years old in 2004. Yeah, it can't be. She's, what she's on, she was like... She's only like mid twenties now, right? Yeah, probably or late. She's 20s not thirty years most. old. I mean, no. she would have to be. She would have to be thirty years old. I mean, that would put her at sixteen, which it's possible. Her first song, I believe, was the a song called Tim McGraw, and I don't think that's this one, but it might Wait be. Wait a minute. Yes, it was. How Tim did McGraw. She, how how did she just get worse than I actually thought of her already? Her first song was about or. Yeah, I think was it was it called Tim, Tim McGraw. McGraw? Uh, it probably that is wasn't. terrible. It probably wasn't called Tim McGraw, but the main chorus was. Oh, Tim I hope McGraw. it was now. That's terrible. And it might have been then. It that That's might really be. It, this might be Swift. I think it's too young. I think she would be too young. But she was sixteen or seventeen when that song she came was, out. She was. Yeah, she was young, and she was crossover. Yep. What was her? And Tim McGraw actually kind of sounded like a country song when she first started, but we know that right. now she's more pop. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, she should have stuck with country. I'm not a country music fan. She should have stuck with country. She was a good country songwriter. But I mean, I, <laughs> I can't say that without laughing because writing country music is ridiculous. Well, I think, I think people might disagree with you on that, but not that that matters to you. Um, I think anybody could write country music. Well, I'm, I guess I'll give it a shot then. You could definitely write country music. I've heard you write songs. You could absolutely write a country song. So, okay, I bet you it is Swifty. Okay. And yes, I did just call her Swifty for you. I think that's what oh, her... Oh, you do that for me. Thanks. I think that's what her people, her Swifters call her. Yeah, I, there's some people that, there's some littles... Um, that uh, like Taylor Swift, and I see them retweet stuff all the time that has uh, Swifties, yeah. Swifties. I, mm. I, I think t- Taylor Swift has written some really catchy pop tunes. She really has. She's a good songwriter. Yes, she is. She should have stuck with country. Well, but she her certainly songs should that have... are poppy are the ones that are catchy. Her country songs are poppy, too. They're pop songs with a country sheen on top of them and bent and lean. Uh, have you heard the new, like, the latest album stuff that she came out with? It's terrible. Mm, no, I don't think so. Yeah, she went too far. Okay. Well, let's go with, I, I'm comfortable saying that this is Tim McGraw, Swift, Taylor Swift. I, I am not comfortable actually, with that. Actually, you know what? I'm not comfortable with that. Okay. The, the I, lyrics I have no idea. are about mom and dad send money, there's neon lights. Um, I have no idea. I'm going to have really to pass. I really Okay, number four. You ready? Number four. Number four. Song number four. I'm, I'm so in love with you. Whatever you want to do is all right with me because you make me feel so brand new and I want to spend my life with you. 
Let me say that since, baby, since we've been together, loving you forever is what I need. Let me be the one you come running to. I'll never be untrue. Mm. There were spots in there that I recognized it, and then near the end of it, I didn't recognize it again. Well, I mean, it was like baby or hey, baby or something like that, which is in 90% of songs. Okay, here's the hint. The song was used in the Quentin Tarantino film Pulp Fiction in 1994. The John Singleton film Higher Learning, 1995. The 2003 film How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. The 2004 Hmm. film Hellboy. And the 2005 film Munich. Also, Samuel L. Jackson performed Green's song in a 2017 TV commercial for Capital One. So is he giving us a hint that it's somebody named Green that sings the song? Maybe. Okay, the... The 2000 and... Uh, this was in Pulp Fiction? I guess. That's the only one of these movies that I've actually seen. And I don't remember that commercial. The commercial capital... I remember m- many of his commercials, but not necessarily what songs he sang. All right, I'm going to listen to the lyrics one more time. Okay. Song number four. I'm, I'm so in love with you. Whatever you want to do is all right with me because you make me feel so brand new and I want to spend my life with you. Let me say that since, baby, since we've been together, loving you forever is what I need. Let me be the one you come running to. I'll never be untrue. This is like... You make me feel so brand new. That's the part that I recognize. It's Al Green is who it is. Mm. Yes. Which one, though? Um... I don't know the name of this song, but I'm so in love with you. I'm so in love with you. Whatever you want to do is all right by me. <laughs> it's the song. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I mean, we know the song. I can't think of I don't know the name of um, You make me feel so brand new. I don't know the name of this thing. Let's stay together. I've heard this song. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, this is my wedding song. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know what next week's Hall of Fame correction is going to be. <laughs> it might not wait till next week. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm pretty sure this it is. It might be KJ, KJ in the hotel again. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure this is my wedding song. But, and let's move on to number five. <laughs> number five. Song number five. I don't know where I'm going, but I sure know where I've been. Yeah, I know this. On the promises and songs of yesterday. And I made up my mind I ain't wasting no yep. more time. Yeah. Um, oh, I ain't wasting no more time. No, that's not it. Is that right? Yeah. White that's Snake? It. White Snake? Yes. Yes. I made up my mind. That one? Yep. Okay. White yep. Snake. Um, you know the name of it? Here I come, go again. Here I go yes. again on my own. Here I go again. Okay. Here I go again. Here, do you mm-hmm. want the hint? Yeah, read the hint. I mean, because yeah. we've already answered it, but yeah. read the hint. Originally released on their 1982 album Saints and Sinners, the power ballad was the power ballad was re-recorded for their 1987 self-titled album. The mm-hmm. song was re-recorded that year in a new radio mix version, and the original lyric of "Hobo" was changed to "Drifter." Oh, that's the one I remember, "Drifter." In mm-hmm. uh, re- changed to "Drifter" in the re-recorded version to ensure that it would not be misheard as "homo." I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, I don't remember the lyric being hobo, but I had the 1987. That's 
this is night. This is the White Snake 1987 album that I had on cassette that I played until it broke. Mm-hmm. And this is the video with the lady One on the car. Many. Tawny Katane is her name. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've talked yes. about her before. Yes, we have. <laughs> okay. Well, we uh, definitely very important to a that age of boys uh-huh. in the 80s, and probably not just boys. Oh no. Um, Tawny Katane. Yeah, this Katane? is this is yeah. Okay. Yeah, the um, this is David Coverdale singing with yes. White Snake. I don't know if he was with them in 1982. I think he joined them later. You know, when my when my in my memories and head, I think of the Tawny Katane on the car, but mm-hmm. then when I flash to on the, the Jaguars, is that what they were? They were yeah, they were Jaguars. Yes. Um, but when I flash Jaguar. to the singer's face, it's not David Coverdale or it's not the White Snake dude. It's Kip. Winger. <laughs> oh, that's that's a much worse video. Yes, in my head, that's what happens. Though it goes to Kip Winger staring at the screen, singing it to me. It's I don't Kip know Winger why. is like Scott Hall, the wrestler. Is who he reminds me of. I don't know you who know Scott Hall is. Razor Ramon. No, I don't know Razor Ramon. Yeah, look up look up Razor Ramon slash Scott Hall and Kip Winger and put them side by side. They may not look anything alike, but I think I always thought Kip Winger looked like Kip Winger always reminded me of. Of Scott Hall. Okay, I'll write that down. Anyway, this is this the the thing that I cannot stand that they did with this song is they made a later on they made a another remix of this, a different radio mix that they took the guitars out and they replaced them with strings in order to make it more like pop oh, sounding. Oh, I didn't. And it is, I don't think it's I really bad. It's awful. Get yeah, good. Although it's I'd probably good. listen to it and like it. It's like easy listening. It's like oh, they took okay. rock and turned it into easy listening. It's terrible. Okay. Uh, well, I probably won't go running to look it up then. I think this is the video where it starts out like there's three keyboards on the stage and they're, and they're like lined up across the stage playing three different keyboards, even though it's like one keyboard part. <laughs> it's just like stuff that they would do in the 80s is just so dumb yeah. for videos. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Number six. Number six. Song number six. Daddy says she's too young, but she's old enough for me. Come to my place. We I know can it. Talk it over. Everything going down <laughs> head. She said, take it easy. I need some time. Time to work it out. And make you mine. Yeah, you've been reading the head. Uh-uh, I haven't. This is she what we call QE. No, this is called like cheating. Oh, no way. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is this who is you named in the last one. This yes, is, this is, um, well, nah, she, this is Winger. Yeah, she's only 17, but that's not the name yes. of the song, is it? The name of the song is Seventeen. Seventeen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. Another terrible eighties video. And, and Kip Winger. Cannot believe this song got released and people didn't go, uh, you want to rethink some of these lyrics in this one? She's only seventeen. Dad says she's too young, but she's old enough, old enough for me. Yeah. Even worse than that, Daddy says she's too young. Yes. So here's the Something hint. about using ten and change and dad to daddy right there makes uh-huh, it weird. Uh-huh, yeah. On the show Beavis and Butthead, Butthead comments that this is the theme song for Joey Buttafuoco. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that a band could rele- release this song now in the Me Too era. Uh, a I band agree. should not have released this in, in any, any era. era. <laughs> yes. Um, again. Even back then in the 80s, I was like, as a teenager, I was like, whoa, wait a minute, what? What? This doesn't seem right. I, I was not yet 17 and I was going, this doesn't seem right. This yeah. guy is at least 35. But am I right? Why does my head see Kip Winger with the 
uh, Tani on the car. Is there a girl on a car in this video, or is Kip Winger draping himself on a car or something? Why does my um, head put those things together? I think this is a performance video where they like it's them on a stage, like playing the song, like the band playing it, like lip syncing it mm-hmm. and faking it. But there's no like crowd or anything, which is the dumbest. Oh. <laughs> Just like, come on, what are you doing? Who are you trying to fool? I mean, it worked back then, I guess, because it was popular for some reason. Even then, though, I was like, nah, this is too much for me. This is ridiculous. This is stupid. Well, I think I I was I not into Winger this or this song. I think I did. The guitar player was good. I mean, Kip Winger is a good is a good bassist. He he should not have been given a band. <laughs> oh, there were a lot of bands in the eighties, for sure. And I think some of your confusion with the C in his face is they all had the same haircut. Oh, maybe every one yeah, of these guys the had the same. It, it could have been a different like shade of dirty brown or blonde, but it was all the same haircut. <laughs> That's true. Although Kip Winger had a perm, if I remember right, he had some curls. Have you seen Coverdale from these videos? I thought he had long blondish hair. Straight. It all looked the same to me. It's all. It's basically all like teased up. The guy from Cinderella. Yeah, that would bon be ratting. They're all the, the same. The term for that is ratting the hair. Okay. I think. Speaking of ratting, yes. there was a band called Rat. Yes, there was. They had a couple of good songs, or one good song. I couldn't name you one Rat song. Round and Round. That's their one song. That's the only one you need to know. Okay. Um, should we move on to number seven? Uh, sure, number seven. Song number seven. Let's go, girls. Come on. I'm going out tonight. I'm feeling all right. Gonna let it all hang out. Want to make some noise. Really raise my voice. Yeah, I want to scream and shout. No inhibitions. Make no conditions. Get a little out of line. I ain't going to act really correct. I only want to have a good time. The best thing about being a woman is the progress of a little fun. Oh, oh, oh. Go totally crazy. Forget I'm a lady. Men's shirts, short skirts. Oh, oh, oh. Really go wild. Yeah, doing it in style. Oh, you know oh, this, oh. Right. Get in the action. Feel the attraction. Color my hair. Do what um, I dare. Oh, oh, oh. I want to be free. Yeah, to feel the way I feel. I think the men sh- shirts, sh- short skirts, I think is the line that I recognize the most. Is this um, salt and pepper? Oh, no. And now I'm thinking that this might be the person from question that we thought was Taylor Swift. Oh. Um, Read the hint. Okay. Because that may help you. This song was performed by the Canadian superstar yep. at halftime of Super Bowl 37. <laughs> 37? Yeah, good. That's good. That's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> on an unrelated note, this singer... It's a Roman numeral. <laughs> yeah. On an unrelated note, this singer got the ultimate revenge on an unfaithful spouse. Did she kill him? Did, I didn't know she... Did she murder him? Well, wait a minute. Wouldn't that be the ultimate revenge? That would be the ultimate revenge. I mean, I'm not condoning... Any of these things, but I'm saying, if you could say ultimate revenge, did she murder Mutt Lang? Mutt Lang? Yeah, that was her husband. This song, Canadian Superstar. Oh, Shania Twain. That is correct. Oh, short skirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I this look is, like, man, I feel like a woman. That is correct. Okay. So Shania, you- <laughs> Twain, Shania Twain in number th- number three, you might be right about that. She was a huge country yeah, to crossover. pop crossover, she, and it would have been about that time. Yeah, she and Garth that. Brooks were the main crossovers um, right. at that time or earlier. Uh, I think Garth Brooks was way <laughs> earlier, actually. 
Yeah, Brooks Garth Brooks is like the '90s. Yes, he he, was. he had songs out when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Me too, because he was the first concert the I ever went super to. Super early '90s. Yeah, 1995 or four. I went to before his, that. He was the first concert I've ever I ever went to. Friends in Low Places was out in like 1990, yes. 91. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is Shania Twain. Man, Definitely. I feel like a woman. Not Salt yep. and Pepper. No, it is not Salt <laughs> and Pepper. Oh my gosh. Uh, speaking of Canadian, he says Canadian uh, superstar at halftime of Super Bowl thirty seven, which yes. I didn't remember that because mm-hmm. I, I I just didn't remember that. But she also sang at the Canadian Football Super Bowl, the Grey Cup. Oh, I think I, recently. What's it called? The Great Cup. Grey, G R E Y or A Y? I always <laughs> yeah. can't remember. It's one I of the can't other. remember how to spell that either. I think it's G R E Y Grey Cup, but it's um. I did not know that. That's the Canadian football. I didn't even know they had a great cup. You you know that Canadian there's a sport called Canadian football. Yes, right? I did know that. Which is actually more like original football than American football is because we always like to think, you know, as Americans, well, we invented this and they stole it and cuz it's weird. It's like a longer field and a wider field and they only go 3 downs instead of 4 and Huh, I never s- seen a single weird, game though. I don't think. You should watch it. It's interesting. It looks the field looks enormous. Because you're used to seeing like a regulation NFL, you know, American football field. Mm-hmm. And then you see this and it's like, what? That end zone is twice as big because it's twice as big. Now, this is not the same as Arena League. Oh, no. Okay. This is, this is closer to American Rugby? football. No. No. Okay. It's, it looks like American football except the field. It's like got some, we always like to think, oh, they just took it and like Canadians took it and made it a little weird. No. Americans took what. That was that, what Canadian football is is closer to actually the way it was to start with, and then Americans decided to change it. Oh, and well. we just happened to make it more popular. Well, for the time we basically being, Elvis Presley'd uh, Canadian football. Elvis Presley's Chuck Berry's music. We Elvis to Elvis Presley, Elvis Presley to all African American yeah, music, yeah. blues music in the fifties. Um, um, okay, so she, so yeah, she performed it at the Canadian Grey Cup. And she ended it, she did this song, I read about this, and she ended it with, man, I feel like a Canadian. Oh, wow. Which made me go, no, what are you doing? Uh-uh. Yeah, I, I can understand why you might have that reaction. But I want to know what the ultimate revenge was. Uh, I'm assuming she became more popular and famous after she left him. He produced all her records. They ended up getting married. Okay. He, you know who Mutt Lang is, right? I think. Did not know of him until I found out who her spouse was. He's a he's a producer. He's well known for her, and before her, he did Def Leppard. Oh, okay. He took Def Leppard from like just some you know local regional band, and who had made a couple albums, and took them to superstar pyromania, you know, hysteria album level, arena rock, you know, all on MTV. Mm-hmm. He was. He's mainly given the credit for taking them from what they were and, in, 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 you know, developing in them into, you know, superstars. Speaking of Def Leppard, I just heard their, um, one of their songs on Sirius XM radio yesterday and rocking out in my car, QE. That's, yeah, because you don't hear them much uh-uh. anymore. I can't remember which song. Which song? Uh, pour Some Sugar on Me. Oh, uh, okay. Wait a minute. No, I don't think it was Pour Some Sugar on Me. Name the other really, really famous one from that album. From port from which album not from that? Hysteria, um, Armageddon. I think that's Armageddon? on Hysteria. Was that the name? Armageddon. Of it? Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> which is but that's stupid. not the song. No, 
Um, Love Bites. No. Uh, Animal. No. Pour Some Sugar on Me is probably maybe the, it was you, Pour Some Sugar is the one that you would know. Before that, you got Pyromania, you got um, Photograph, Foolin. I know uh, all Rock those of songs. Ages. Um, on through the night was a pretty good album. Yeah, it was I from like the Armageddon it one. Yeah, after 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 Pyromania, I was kind of like, eh. I, certainly after Hysteria, I was like, no. <laughs> um, there's but like yeah, the, look, I, they were better when the drummer had two arms. But they Let's also had long blonde hair. They were a hairband through and through. They yeah. were one of the forerunners. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so should we move on to number eight? I'll, by the way, I would say that the other one was not Shania Twain, just going by the fact that I don't think he put two Shania Twain songs in the same quiz. Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. But yeah, it's I, we should have came up with her when we were trying to guess on that other We should thing. have, definitely. She is the prime candidate for that. Yep. Okay, number right, eight. Uh, number eight. Song number eight. You came along from far away and found me here. I was playing around, feeling down, hitting the beer. You picked me up from off the floor and gave me a smile. You said, you're much too young. Your life ain't begun. Let's walk for a while. And as my head was spinning around, I gazed into your eyes and thought, ooh, I want you. Oh, boy. I have no idea. Hmm. I guess go to the hint because I don't know. Okay, this is the hint. This song was one of the most commercially successful songs recorded by the Engl- this English band. Curiously enough, their original name contained the word Chicago, but the band shortened its name and dropped the word Chicago under pressure from the American band Chicago. <laughs> I don't... Any English band with the original title of Chicago in their name? The original mm. Chicago in their name. Contain the word Chicago. Because the only thing I can think of now with when I think of Chicago is that they were Chicago Transit Authority before right. they became Chicago. But that's not it. No. This is an English band. I have no idea. I don't either. A year would kind of help, I think, on this, but honestly, I don't know. I don't either. I've got no I'm going to listen one more time one. just for the heck of it. Okay. Song number eight. You came along from far away and found me here. I was playing around, feeling down, hitting the beer. You picked me up from off the floor and gave me a smile. You said, you're much too young. Your life ain't begun. Let's walk for a while. And as my head was spinning around, I gazed into your eyes and thought, ooh, I want you. He sort of does this in a sing-songy way. Okay. And I don't know if he's singing, like fighting off singing the, the way it goes or... If he's, I don't know, it sound, it's throwing me off because it's sounding sort of, this is why I, I'm not going to get this answer. Because Patrick, you did too much sing-songy. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, blame him. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the only reason. Uh, otherwise, you'd have nailed uh, this one. Yeah, otherwise, I would have. I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so no are we going to pass on this one? Yes. Okay, number nine. Number nine. Song number nine. Cold cooling at a bar and I'm looking for some action, but like McDagg yes. said, I can't get no satisfaction. The girls all around definitely know this one. Get with me, my threads are fresh, and I'm looking deaf. Yo, what's up with LOC? The girls is all jocking at the other end of the bar, having drinks with some no name chump when they know that I'm the star. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I definitely know the artist. Now, there are two songs this could be, and I think it's the less popular of the two. Okay, do you know the artist? Um, Young MC. 
No, I don't think so. I'm going to read you the clue. Yeah, I'm just reading the clue because I don't know. This song was written by Young MC, not Young Statman. But Luke did do a wild jingle to the first single from this album that sadly has never aired. But Luke's jingle is available on littlesongs.net. Shameless plug, you're welcome, Jerry Negrelli. <laughs> I, I think this is... Now I'm confused. I don't remember Young Statman doing this jingle. Um, I think this is Tone Loke. And I... Oh, he said Luke did do a wild jingle to the first single. Yeah, I think this is Funky Cold Medina. Yeah, you're right. That's not Wild Thing or whatever yep. the first bigger hit was. Yeah, that's his bigger hit. Yeah. and um, why, well, How does his bigger hit go? Wild Thing. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's, that's all I remember. It was? I thought that was... You make my heart sing. I can't. No. I can't get that low. Um, when you it goes wild thing like that. Yeah. Is that what it's called, wild thing? Now I'm confused. Sure. I can't remember Tone Loke's biggest hit. Although I remember the lyrics funk funky. I thought thing. it was called wild thing. I think it is called wild thing. I just don't remember how yeah. it went. Yeah, it's what I just said. <laughs> okay, all right. So we, we, we're we good with that? Tone, Loke, Funky, Cole, Medina? Yeah, that's it. Okay, last one. Number 10. Number 10. Song number 10. Put your hand in mine, don't turn around, open up your eyes before goodbye, and see what you're missing <laughs> right in front all the while I see it in your smile. <laughs> you're giggling. Thing, so can do yes. I know I forget time in another season of Lit. <gasps> I'm not giving you any hits on this one. Okay, well, I went to the hint, and now I know for sure. Yeah. Okay. If you need a hint for this one, the only logical reason can be that I got the lyrics really wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I will continue to enjoy listening to my signed copy of the CD. So this is from Calman the Crush, Jason Fuse. Yes. Now, did he get the lyrics right? Um, Let me listen to it I'm going to listen again, too. Song number 10. Put your hand in mine, don't turn around, open up your eyes before goodbyes and see what you're missing right in front all the while I see it in your smile. When you're reminiscing, so conditioned, I know I forget time in another season of living. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell for sure because I haven't sang this one in a while. Okay, sing it for me a little bit so I can maybe get the song title. Um, I don't remember how this one goes. Okay. My brain is not working. I, I, I am... So the best we can do is I shut down about question number seven. I ran out of gas. I know what song it is. I just don't remember how it goes. (laughs) Okay. This is Move is the name of the song. Move. Okay. Is this, I'm sure this has been used at some point on this podcast as a bumper music. Yeah. This is the feedback bumper music usually. The instrumental version. Yeah. That's what I, okay. Um, Shall we look up the answers? Let's look up the answers. Um, okay. That would have been really bad if I didn't get that one. <laughs> yeah. And while we're getting the answers, I'd like to say thanks to Patrick for the shout out to my album on there. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, that's very cool. As the answers pull up, mm-hmm. here they are. So number one was The Who, Baba O'Reilly. Yep, we got that one. Number two, Irene Cara, Flashdance, What a Feeling. Yeah. Two for two. Number three, we did not get any way, shape, or form, which was Sugarland, <laughs> Baby Girl. 
Oh, I have never heard of that band or that song. Oh, you haven't heard of Sugarland? Mm mm. Uh, what's the lead singer's name in Sugarland? She is successful on her own as well as with that band. I can't remember her name, though. I'm going to say that I have no idea who you're talking about because I don't know that band. Okay, number four is Al Green, Let's Stay Together. Yep, got that one. Number five, White Snake. <laughs> Good thing that you got that one. Uh-huh. We're, we're just going to say that uh, we didn't have any problem getting that one at all. Um, I think I, I yeah. Number five, White Snake. Here I go again. We got that yep, one. Got that one. Seven. I'm sorry. Six. Winger. Seventeen. Yep. Got that one. Seven. Shania Twain. Man, I feel like a woman. Got that one. Nailed it. Number eight. Um, no, we did not get this one. Climax Blues Band. I love you. I've never heard of that song or that band. Me either. That's the one that includes Chicago. Like, it was used it to the, include Chicago, and then the British band, they moved Chicago out. So was it Chicago Blues Band? Chicago Climax Blues Band? I don't know. I never Climax heard of them. Blues Band of Chicago? Yeah, I don't have any Never idea. heard of them. Number nine, yeah. Funky Cold Medina, Tone Loke. Yeah, you got that one. Yeah, and number 10, Move, Jason Fuse. There we go. You got, your, you got it right. Move. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I absolutely knew what song it was. That is the song for some reason. Whenever I play it live, I cannot remember the words to that thing. Really? Well, I have to always remind myself before I sing it what the words are. Well, isn't it serendipitous that he picked that song to put on? The yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, Patrick. Yes. That was fun. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hello, fellow humans. Those who are of my same species. Which is everybody. I'm pretty sure. If you're an alien, let us know. That'd be great feedback. And if you're not, you know, that'd be cool feedback too. I'm sure yours would be also just as important and special and unique. If you have some of that feedback, especially if you're an alien, you can reach us at SpeakTangents on Twitter. Or speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to email us. We'll probably read it on the show. Well, at least read it. And as a bonus to those aliens out there, you can just beam it right into our brains at frequency 1.6180. We'll probably get it. We may read it. We may not. I mean, you get in line just like the rest of us. Alien or not. Because we're all special and unique. Thanks for listening. So do we have any feedback? Oh, yes. We, we have a lot of feedback this week um, and a lot on Twitter about cookies and hot fruit, hot fruit pies. Um, John Fitzpatrick and Jen Babish started threads on, on those things. Mm-hmm. And I would just say that I'm not exactly sure what hot fruit means to me. That means put it in a pie and heat it up or right out of the oven or I don't, I'm fine with fruit pie. I'm not a fan of pies or hot fruit. When would you eat hot fruit without it being in a pie? I have no idea. Okay. I'm fine with that. I like when would I eat hot pie. fruit? Never. Okay. <laughs> That's when I'm eating hot fruit. Is I'm not. I'm but okay yeah, with hot fruit. 
I missed a lot of that this week from being sick and then just having a ridiculous amount of stuff to do. So, um, I missed up, a lot so. of that too. Um, just in an effort to be away from Twitter for a while. Yes. So just carry on with your fruit and food yeah. discussions. Yeah. I'm all for that. Um, and one of the, the, the oatmeal cookie got a lot of talk because it was ranked as the worst cookie of the holidays. Not oatmeal cookie, oatmeal raisin. I'm sorry, oatmeal it's raisin It's a very cookie. important yeah. distinction there. Yeah. So it was ranked as the worst holiday cookie, I think. That was the article that Jen Babish tweeted out from the Baltimore Sun. So I'm, lots I'm of talk about that on Twitter. So I encourage you to, to look into that if you're interested in you know giving your takes on hot fruit and cookies. Yes. I. Add raisins to anything if you want to ruin it. <laughs> the end. That's all you need to know. Okay. So these next couple tweets are in regard or response, I guess, to mice in my house. Um, oh, yes. Mr. Tony's dog at Mr. Tony's dog says. I don't think we've wow. heard from Mr. Tony's dog before. Ah, excellent. I was out in the backyard tearing up the sod and then squirrel. Oh, it didn't go. <laughs> it didn't go into my house. It didn't go into the house or anything, but squirrels are better than mice or birds, so I thought I'd pitch in. <laughs> nice. Very, very nice. Well uh, Neil in Rockville at Neil in Rockville. FYI, transporting an underage mouse across the state line is a misdemeanor <laughs> under the Mann Act. <laughs> and, yep. and lastly, from Brad Weiss at one Brad We've Weiss. We've been lawyered. <laughs> taking out the re- Yes, we have. Taking out the recycling, I saw a bird. And then he adds parenthetically, brown <laughs> creeper. Fly into the house from the garage. <laughs> I corralled the bird out a door. Knew it must have come in my parents' luggage, even though they haven't been in our house in three years. And I saw the bird fly into the house. Excellent. I did. Um, All three of those are excellent. <laughs> yes, they are. Mama checked their luggage. There were no mouse droppings in their luggage. So I, I maybe was, was wrong w- about that. Was there any doubt that there would? Did you think there would be? <laughs> no, I didn't actually. Um. Okay, so on to Reverend Mark Schaefer's appearance and Brad Weiss again. He said, I learned so much from the great conversation, honestly inspired to start writing on, and then he adds, tangentially as appropriate in parentheses, related issues in my work. Listen up, people. Okay, not listen up, he says. But yeah, that's really cool. And then Patrick Moffat at Moffat Patrick said, this interview with uh, Mark at Marcus Andreas Andreas DC, which is Mark Schaefer, is fantastic. We'll be ordering the book this weekend. Cool. And then we had a couple comments on Facebook from Hampton Nager. Great show, guys. And from Anthony Beeson, this was my favorite episode. May I say? Awesome. Yeah. May I say the fact that you both read the book in advance made the dialogue that much more engaging. Your interview with Mark was certainly outstanding and very professional. <laughs> well, we, well of course, we got some work to do Tony, then because we, we are not professional. We, <laughs> um, and we, Mr. Beeson liked it so We've gone much. too far. We got to rein this back in. We, we're we totally unprofessional. I mean, we got to, that's our lane. We got to stay in it. Excuse me. I was drinking coffee. And Mr. Okay. Beeson liked it so much. <laughs> I thought though, I just that... choked you up, left you speechless there. <laughs> no, he liked it so much. He wrote a jingle for Mark. Oh, very cool. So I think we Shall should we play listen? that right now. Yeah. When you were young and you and your friends <laughs> would eat some Oreos. You used to make your own double stuffs. It's double stoof, it's double stoof, it's double stoof. That's a nice title. But in this most uncertain world, 
in which we live in. You eat them three at a time. <laughs> That's accurate. Yes. Say eat and let eat. <laughs> eat and let eat. Eat and let eat. <laughs> eat and let eat. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna go. That was the Paul McCartney ver- in Wings version, and not the Guns and Roses. Guns and version. Roses, yeah, yeah, very um, good. Yeah, very good. <laughs> okay, we have a clarification from Kim Wilson at Kim Wills thirty three, in and she says in regards to firewood in Michigan, we aren't allowed to bring it north from the south part of the state because of the emerald ash borer insect. Hmm. They destroy entire forests, and yes. yes, that was exactly what I was thinking of when I said. Well, I think you said Japanese beetles, and I didn't yeah. say no to we, Japanese look, beetles. I didn't look, know. Look, we were I, joking about all this stuff. I'm not joking, <laughs> but we were, you know, being hyperbolic about what we didn't know about this. This is, I know that there are yeah, you can't things bring that are firewood. in certain areas. You can't yep. take them because it takes the, the wildlife that's, yes. you know, that's, you know, I can't think of words. What are words? It's, um, you know, it lives in one area. You can't take it to the other area because it will yeah. destroy the other habitat of the thing in the other area that yeah we we yeah and well we the this. same what we now know from Neil and Rockville that the same holds true for underage mice yes and Patrick Moffat also tweeted us about the bark beetle in California same yes, which idea. is one that I didn't know about I didn't know that but I did know emerald ash borer I just couldn't think of the name mm-hmm. um so thank you Kim and Patrick and Bob yes. Walsh emailed us saying a confirmation. The daughter in the Hallmark movie is, in fact, the daughter who posed for you with Oreos in her prom dress. Oh. And she also wrote to us. Wait a minute. With or- she had Oreos in her prom dress? <laughs> oh, you mean she was... She was ho- okay. Sorry. I will not... Yeah, I'm not going to go there. Um, okay. But yeah, she wrote to us, too, and, and confirmed that she was oh, the wow. with the Oreos. Yeah. Another first-time yes. feedbacker. Yes. Thank Very you, cool. Fiona. Yes, and again, I'd like to say I apologize to all the children out there who are forced to listen to this or, you know, <laughs> held captive in a car listening to this by their parents. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, thank you. Yes, cool. thank you. Very cool. Okay, last last tweet. And this... Ever? <laughs> for this That week. might not be a bad thing. <laughs> At least for this week, from Robert okay. Colpine, our swagmaster at mm. R. Colpine. Yes. Um, he said, you must address this. And he was referring to this tweet from PETA, at PETA. <laughs> yes, we, yes, this must be addressed. This I must agree. be addressed. And, and PETA's tweet is this, words matter. And as our understanding of social, social justice evolves... Our it's language, already bad. <laughs> yeah. Our language evolves along with it. Here's how to remove speciesism. Speciesism. I'll say it again. Speciesism. Yeah, that's it. From your daily conversations. And then they, they attach a chart this with is, the title, Stop Using Anti-Animal Language. Yeah. This is beyond parody. This is... Uh, they're putting comedians out of work. <laughs> okay, so should I read some of these? Uh, oh, yes. Read some of this nonsense. 
Okay, so one column instead of, and the other column say this. So instead okay, how about of saying, you read? How about you read the what the current statement is, and I'll read what Peter says we should change it. To. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, kill two birds with one stone. Feed two birds with one scone. Come on. Uh huh. I know. Are you kidding me? I uh, I swear this is. Look, this cannot be true. This no. has to be. This cannot no. be real. This is this is a hundred percent real. I. I mean, I could see it going either way, but I believe it's 100% real because of some of the nonsense otherwise PETA has come up with. This is how they operate. Okay. This is their move. Okay, the next one, be the guinea pig. Be the test tube. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> next one, beat a dead horse. This is my favorite one. Yeah. Feed a fed horse. <laughs> which, which... If you're feeding a fed horse, that means the horse is already full yeah, and you're, you're overfeeding the it. horse. Mm-hmm. You are doing to the horse damage that PETA is supposed to stand for to protect the animals. You are harming the animals. This is anti-PETA saying be anti-PETA or be anti-animal. Yeah. And then the, 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 the last one I'll get to in a second is similar. But this next one, bring home the bacon. Bring home the bagels. And then pay for the person's coffee in line behind you because you're going to make them mad by taking too long to order a bagel in the drive-thru. And speaking of PETA and the person in front of me in the drive-thru, which I neglected to to mention this part of the story because, you know, I was already sort of (laughs) digging myself my own grave. There you go. But the back of this gal's truck, there was a, a decal. Mm-hmm. A big decal, much like the Calvin or Hobbes peeing on Chevy or peeing on Ford. Commonly known as a bumper sticker, I believe. No, but it wasn't a bumper sticker. It was on the it was on the the window part of the truck, the tailgate, you know, that oh, you like open, a window like a decal? topper. Yeah, window decal. It mm. said it was a picture of a big deer antler and it said girls like racks too. <laughs> So I don't think this girl was really in with the PETA folks. Well, I mean. Well, maybe she was. Maybe she was. She, she could really maybe love those an animals. anti-hunter. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Right, she could really love those animals too. Ridiculous. Okay, the final one. Take the bull by the horns. Take the flower by the thorns. That is so stupid. Yes, it is. And it also, it's, well, we don't care about flowers. We only care about animals. That's the other thing. Where do where do you draw the line on this stuff? Mm-hmm. Look, I, mean, this I am is for ridiculous. treat animals ethically. So am I. Appropriately take care of them. Our job is to shepherd the animals, to take care of the animals, to help them, the ones that need it, and the other ones we give them room and space and habitat to live the way that they would normally live, and and that's the way that we kind of take care of them is by letting it's staying out of their area. If they need their own area Mm -hmm. and you should not lock up, you know, animals in cages in order to make them lay eggs or to feed them, overfeed them so that we can do mass production of, you know, food. It's kind of what we talked about with Brad, which you guys would have heard if we hadn't lost, if you hadn't gotten lost. But local versus industrial. Yeah. yeah, Food like, come on, there there are good ways to raise and, and eat animals. And if you yes. don't want to eat animals, if you're if you want to be a vegetarian or vegan, that's totally cool too. But this is ridiculous. Yeah, 
speciesism. Give me a break with that. <laughs> Look, again, I'm also for the ethical treatment of animals. Yes. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to necessarily, if, if, I would just say that if you want to, I don't want you to, I guess if it's okay, you can rip on people once in a while. If you want to make fun of PETA or laugh, you should read some of these comments to this tweet. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. there are some good ones. Yeah, I, I cannot, this, <sighs> this is beyond ridiculous. That's why Beyond I think it ridiculous. cannot be serious. Are they serious with this? This is PETA. They are self-serious to a fault. They are ridiculous. Get them out of here. I agree with Wilbon on this. Get them out of here. They need to be gone. Got to go Wilbon situation. Have, Wilbon have a take on PETA? Oh, he, uh, what? Well, maybe. Have he, you never heard him mention PETA on PTI? I probably have, but. He is completely like, get out of here with this insanity. Because what, what they're doing. They're shooting themselves in the foot because yes, they could no. have they they do have a good message, but they just go too far. Absolutely, the they are hurting. They are actually mistreating animals by the stupid stuff that they do, because it makes people go the other way to be like, no, I don't want to be like these idiots. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to associate with PETA. I'm. They all are hurting the-, the message of take care of animals by with their stupidity. Yeah, I'm all for the. Eth- this is what you hear. I'm all for the ethical treatment of animals, but I can't get behind PETA. No, come on. Words <sighs> matter. Whenever you start a sentence or a tweet or a whatever with words matter, you better be real careful what you say next. Because guess what? Words do matter. But if yes, you're going to say it's it's. <laughs> It's like saying, what I'm about to say is very important. If you don't mm-hmm. bring it after that, yeah. you look like a fool. So, words matter. As our understanding of social justice evolves, what the crap does that even mean? They're, uh, they're trying to equate speciesism with sexism or what? other things like that. Because when I read social justice, I think about, you know, treat people the same. Don't discriminate, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or based on anything, sex, race, religion, whatever. So to equate. <laughs> I know. They're, what they're doing with that is stupid. Yeah. Yes. Bring home the bagels. Speciesism. And. God. Yeah. It, Look, I think we're, Jason, I think we're beating a dead horse here. You know. <laughs> well, better than feeding a fed horse, because <laughs> yeah. guess what? If you feed a fed horse too much, it is going to be a dead horse. Exactly. Overfeeding. Overfeeding is a problem, PETA. <laughs> yes. They're 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 now they're stumping for what they say they're against in like, you know, when you hook up the animals to like these feeding machines that overfeed them in order to fatten them up to get more product, get more meat out of them when they when they slaughter and sell them, they're 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 advocating for that now. Feed a fed horse. <laughs> it feed two birds with one scone. Yes. Is okay. that maybe what that maybe that's what that lady was trying to do? She was getting scones she, in order to feed two birds, and then she's like, "Oh, and I got to feed these two girls behind me too." Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Uh, do you, I know we're going to have some corrections next week, <laughs> Hall of Fame corrections. Do you yeah. have any for this week? Um, it was just about the Elder Ash Boar, not the Japanese Beetle, is what I was mm. told. Which we knew. Which I, yeah. I as knew. we were saying it. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, in my, in, 
in their defense, I did not remember Elder Ash Boar, but I did not. I did know it wasn't the Japanese. <laughs> it's beetle. not a Japanese beetle or a dung beetle, which is the other thing I said. Or a. <laughs> I don't remember carne. dung beetle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got nothing else. What? No Michigan Tech update. Their their season's over, right? Yeah, the long over. Yeah, I know. I, actually, I don't even know if they enter bowl game. To Division Two or whatever they are, do they even play bowl games? I'm gonna guess that even if they do, Michigan Tech didn't have the record for a bowl no, game. No, they did not. I think they were like one in four or one in five in conference, which is um, not good not when your good. conference is other uh, polytechnical institutes that you play. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yes, we're playing no. math nerd school number two this week. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're in any bowl. So, um, uh, Peter, what are you doing? I don't you got anything else? No. Okay, no. bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Oh, and speaking of Al Green and the song Let's Stay Together in that great quiz that Patrick Smith did for us this week, I'm going to go ahead and preemptively say, uh, well, I guess it's not really preemptive at this point in the program, but oh well, it's the thought that counts, right? Anyway, I'm going to clarify that yes, that was our wedding song, so I'll say I'm sorry to the Hall of Famer right now, and I've also just taken care of the Hall of Fame correction for next week. Now that's how you feed two birds with one scone. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you. Bye-bye.